Hello and good evening. Uh, this is Daniel Del Monte from CultureCast. And I have a quick podcast today. It's about uh, an argument that is, I guess, floating around the internet. Different blogs, different blogs having to do with religion. And I think it's kind of interesting. If It's kind of amateurish. I don't think it's a very good argument, but I think it's worth addressing because it seems like a lot of people are latching onto it. So the argument is that basically atheism is something that a Christian should accept because just like atheism, Christianity also rejects gods. Okay, so this argument needs some work. I think maybe it can be developed into a better argument. We can have a more charitable reading of it. But the idea is that if you're a Christian, you um, reject all these pagan gods, of course. You think that you should worship um, Jesus Christ as the one true God. You may believe in other gods, with a lowercase g, but you can't worship them. Okay, but um, you do have this discrimination where, you know, ever since God revealed himself to the Israelites, there was a tendency to, there's a, there this push to rule out other gods. You, you may still believe in them, but you can't worship those gods. All right, so Christianity is inherently um, absolutist. It rejects other views on, on who God is. Okay? And the atheist here is saying that, well, I'm quite similar. I'm quite similar in that I also reject these gods. These are, these are myths. Um, so again, there's a, a, a kind of a misstatement there because the Christian does not have to reject that these gods, like, I guess, you know, there are these cults of Diana or a cult of Hermes, you know, the polytheism of the Greeks and the Romans. They could still believe that these gods exist um, and be a Christian. In fact, there, you know, the Bible talks about angels and, um, of course, the devil. So you could still believe that these gods exist, but so this this argument right away is kind of making a mistake. But they're saying that look, a Christian is a kind of a kind of atheist because they also reject gods, and so the atheist is just taking it to its logical conclusion. All right. So it's kind of trying to assimilate Christianity to, to atheism in that they both have this attitude of um, rejecting a lot of different accounts of the divine. Okay, but of course, this difference between the Christian and the atheist is not trivial. Um, a Christian continues to worship God, and the atheist denies that any God or supernatural exists. 
Okay, so it's not as though we can assimilate Christianity and atheism through this argument. In fact, they're quite distinct. So it's a radical distinction, even though they both share this discriminatory attitude towards all these manifold religions. Christianity still clings to this belief in Jesus Christ as the one true God. Now, the atheists might say, you know, I'm taking the same impulse of the Christian to look critically at these pagan religions. And I'm turning the same critical eye to the Christian God. The Christians should tend to follow me. They should want to follow me because I'm fulfilling this drive to rationality. But the Christian is going to say that, of course, the Christian God has more credibility than these other gods. Okay, but it's actually it's actually a pretty good test for the Christian to see if they can be consistent and reject all these, all these other gods, reject Allah, reject the Jewish interpretation, which denies that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, reject the polytheism of the Greeks and the Romans, etc., etc. But then why don't they reject Jesus Christ. What makes Jesus Christ special? So it starts a, a, a demand for evidence, and or is it just some kind of blind faith? And if it's a blind faith, then it seems like there's really no there's no reason why you can't be an atheist, because if Christianity is just a blind faith, then it's just a matter of personal preference whether you're an atheist or a Christian. Okay, but then there are many people who say that, well, there's a lot of rational, evidence-based arguments for Christianity. Okay, and you may not be able to prove everything, but I think you can make a case that Christianity gets you closer to the truth, the ultimate truth, than atheism does. And you can use certain rational arguments to prove that God exists, but there are also certain transcendent ideas, like the God, that the God is a trinity, one God and three persons, that could only come through revelation. Okay? So, this argument could be made analogous to, let's say, a bachelor talking to a married man, and a married man has, has, of course, rejected at least implicitly, if not explicitly, every other woman to be his wife, except for his wife. So he's rejected every woman except for one, and the bachelor says that, well, I'm just no different from you, because I'm... I have rejected only just only um, one, one more. Okay, so... I think, again, you, could want, you want to phrase this as, of course, they're very different. A bachelor is very different from, from a married man. It's kind of a slate of, a slate of hand or a verbal trick to say that we're just separated by one woman. But you could say, you could phrase it as, in such a way as to say that, well, the bachelor 
has a similar discriminating spirit as the married man, and why is the married man, after having rejected every other woman, content with this one? Okay, maybe you should just carry it out to its logical conclusion and see that the, that the woman, or by analogy, the God you have chosen, is just as suspect, just as baseless in evidence as other gods or other women. Okay, and so you could say, like, you only believe this because you were raised this way. Actually, I think this is a healthy question because we need to step back and um, not just accept a belief system because it happens to be the way we were, we were raised. We do need to evaluate it and accept it on our own terms. So this is kind of a tempting way of thinking where an atheist will say, you reject, you reject all, the, all these other views, right? Well, why, do you, why don't you reject your own view? Is it just a social convention? Just because it's more uh, societally accepted to be Christian than it is to be something else? So, um, the fact is that we do need to try to find a rational basis for our faith. I don't think you have to have a blind faith to be a Christian. Um, there's a lot of empirical and rational basis for uh, being a Christian, and it's a lifelong exploration. It's very enjoyable to find more evidence and find more rest, rest, rationale for, for your faith. So the fact that Many people in history have believed in some kind of deity, whatever it may be, does not mean that there must be a deity. Okay, so the atheist is, is being very rigorous. And yes, it's true that most of humanity has believed in some kind of deity, but that doesn't mean there is one. So that would be a fallacy of relevance. Uh, an appeal to popularity, the fact that a belief is popular doesn't make it true. So the attitude towards that belief is not a basis for its truth. The truth of the belief depends upon what is the case in the world, not our attitude towards the belief. So that's a fallacy of relevance. I agree with that. Um, and someone could point out that Religions have been so variegated over the centuries in human history, and that's true. There's many different religious beliefs. There's an, there's an overwhelming amount of different beliefs on religion, and this is part of the logic here. So it seems like if all these contradictory beliefs, Jesus is the Son of God, Jesus is the Prophet, Buddha, um, there's, uh, you know, Life is suffering. Um, Eastern religions, the self is identical to Atman. The self is an illusion. All these different attitudes. The fact that there's such diversity um, suggests that we can't have any kind of certainty 
and there really are no firmly established criteria for building religious truth. Alright, so it's like, why is there not so much disagreement over mathematics or chemistry? Okay, so um, we have all these this variety of views. Now you might say that an individual, like a person, a human person can be approached in different ways. Okay, so um, you can approach an individual as their parent, as their son, daughter, as their brother, as their co-worker. So each of these persons has a different relationship to this individual, and so you have a different take, a different approach to who they are. And this does not mean that that person does not exist, okay? or that um, we need to just have this attitude of skepticism about any kind of information we can get on this person. But the fact is that um, the atheists will say that a god as something transcendent and not readily observable is fundamentally different from a human being. Right? So the fact that you know we, we can say this have this multiple perspectives on a human does not mean that we can transfer this successfully to the divine. Because the divine is so abstract and so super sensible and beyond our comprehension. And so you might go on to say, well, they're all basically shots in the dark. By that I mean that you're just taking these random guesses. Um, and so why are you a Christian? Uh, you know, if you've rejected all these all these other beliefs, uh, what basis did you on what basis did you do so? And on what basis are you still clinging to this faith? Is it just some kind of social fat? Okay. And you could turn the tables though and say, you know, atheism is a statement about the divine. It goes beyond what can be observed by making a claim about the unobservable, namely that it does not exist. It's what it itself is a kind of claim about the about the divine. It's, it's about a realm that is beyond typical evidence. Okay, so we can't we can't have an observation that proves that God does not exist. Okay, so why does the atheist cling to their belief as opposed to adopting one of these one of these many religions? So the fact that they our atheists could be just considered a matter of blind faith. That's just their preference. Why is it binding on anybody else? So I think there's a misstatement here, again, that reason and evidence cannot give us any kind of orientation with respect to religion. Okay, so um, we're looking at eyewitness accounts. It's kind of like a, like a solving a crime. You're looking at, you know, eyewitness testimony. You're looking at um, rational arguments for for God's existence. Okay. Um, so um, you could look at the Old Testament and see a bunch of contradictions. 
So there could be like cases where God is walking around in the Garden of Eden and seems to be approachable by human beings. And then you could have cases where God is saying that no one may see me and live. Okay, well, you know, you could say that God was walking in the garden with humans because this was paradise and we had direct access to God at this point. This was before sin. So we could have direct access to God. Now we have this veil separating us. So that's one way to interpret this. So when you have these seeming contradictions, there's ways to interpret them. Um, you know, and also you could even say like, well, these books in the Bible are products of a certain culture. They're not to be taken literally. You have to interpret the truth within the text. You can't just take it literally. And then if you, if you take it literally, you're going to get into contradictions. Okay, so you need to interpret the meaning of it. And it's going to be encapsulated in a certain kind of style. So it's not like it's just straight nonfiction. It's embodied in different literary genres in the Bible. So, um, again, this idea that, well, the Bible is just a mess of contradictions and it just represents, again, the torturous religious history of humanity, where we say one thing and then we have another idea and there's just really no rational basis. We may as well just become atheist um, because there's nothing holding you in your tradition it's there's really nothing keeping you there um but again we would have to go into the issue of evidence for christianity and many people have done this and um you know to say that um you know hey let's say there's a defense attorney defending a very guilty criminal and he says, you know, I think my client is innocent. And you think that my client is a, is a suspect and committed the crime, but I'm just ruling out one more suspect than you are. So they have ruled out, like the jury or the prosecutor would have ruled out every other suspect, every other person as a suspect and focus on this one individual. And the defense attorney could say, analogously to the atheist, that's, well, hey, I'm, I'm just ruling out one more guy. This guy's innocent too. So the fact that you rejected all these people suggests that you'd also reject this other one. But the fact is that there could just be more evidence pointing to this one suspect, okay? So um, there have to be a, a lot of research done on, on the merits of Christianity, how it compares to other faiths. And that's another, another project for another day, but this argument definitely is not, um, it needs more. It needs to prove that Christianity is just another arbitrary social convention. Um, and and even if it does that, then why would you become an atheist? Because atheism would also be arbitrary. So atheism also has a burden of proof. Why would you reject everything else and then settle upon atheism rather than being an, an agnostic? So atheism is a dogmatic position. You have a, a you have ruled out that God exists, or a God, and 
an agnostic is someone who's just who's just uncertain. So I really think the the art the 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 proper conclusion of this argument would be to be a, an agnostic, um, because um, if you think that all these metaphysical views on the nature of reality, the nature of the divine, the nature of ultimate reality are just arbitrary, then you can't even be an atheist because that's a metaphysical view. Okay? So, I just wanted to address that idea. It's from a blog that I was reading. It's kind of interesting. And, um... I think the argument has to be put better because it seems initially that it's making like this false equivalency. So, hey, I'm, I just believe in one less God than you do. Why can't you be an atheist? But atheism and Christianity are extremely different. So Christianity is not a form of, not a form of atheism. It, it is atheistic with respect to all these other gods, but it is a form of theism very clearly. So if, I, if you put it differently and say, for instance, the Christian has rejected all these gods. Why does it cling to Jesus Christ? Is that just because the person went to Sunday school? And that could be the case. And this, this would be a good burden of proof to be placed on the, upon this person to reevaluate their views and to not to just not to abandon them immediately, because that's you should. I think we should nurture and cherish our traditions. We should respect the past, respect our elders who gave us a certain body of wisdom. Okay? So, I hope you enjoyed that podcast, and it's kind of an interesting argument, and I'll post a link to the, the blog. It's called Cross-Examined. Kind of stimulating the interesting arguments about Christianity and, and faith in general. Thank you, and I'll talk to you later.